0: Well, welcome, friends, to the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast, where normal, everyday disciples open up the Bible and discuss. We don't claim to be theologians here, but no one ever said you had to be to read and interpret and apply the Word of God to your life. So thanks so much for joining us today, and here's your host. Hello, VP Podcast listeners. I'm Kim Hower, and this week, my guest is Karen Greenwood. I'm excited to have her on this week, and um, she has threatened to walk away, so I'm holding her accountable to not walking away. Um, But today is Monday, June 12th. Welcome, Karen. Thanks for
1: having me, Kim.
0: (laughs) Yes, that is your most um, sarcastic, excited voice. I love it. Thank you Mm -hmm. for being real. (laughs) Um,
1: So tell us a little bit about yourself, Karen. Well, I have been married for 26 years next month. I have two boys and three grandchildren. I work at Victory Point. I do their finances here. So as long as they get paid, they're happy with me. Um, I'm self-employed as well. So my full-time gig is insurance, mostly Medicare. And I have been at Victory Point for almost 25 years. Wow. So you got married just before? Correct. Coming to Victory Point. Yes. I got tired of driving back and forth to Muskegon for dentists and doctors and church, so it was time to transplant. Nice. Yeah.
0: Well, very cool. I'm trying to think if there was anything in there that I did not know. I guess I didn't know about the grandkids. Yeah, I'm not old enough to be a grandma. No. mm um, But that's kind of fun, because young grandparents are fun. They are fun. No.
1: Yeah. I'm not old enough to be a grandma yet, but I know, that's okay. but you're
0: fun. So yeah. um, I'm sure those grandkids absolutely love hanging out with you. I'm sure. Because <laughs> you're fun and cool. Uh, well, thank you again for joining me. I do very much appreciate it. It was a bit on a pinch. I thought about you long ago when I was reading the scriptures and um, thought of you as somebody who I think could speak a lot of truth into what we're reading this week. Um, and Just knowledge and uh, maybe interest into it. And so I'm glad that even though it came down to the wire to record, um,
1: that you still said yes.
0: Because otherwise everybody would have to listen to just me because I don't know what I would have done. So thank you. That's not a bad thing, though.
1: You got a great voice. So there you go.
0: Well, thank you, Karen. I appreciate that. But uh, I'm glad that you're here with me. Conversation is always better than just one way talking, in my opinion. That's true. So, all right. So we are um, obviously still in the book of Matthew, taking this long stroll. And um, today we are up to Matthew twenty-four. Um, I'm going to spend most of the week in that chapter, um, chapter or twenty-four verses one through fourteen for today. And I asked Karen, and she offered to read that section of scripture, but out of the message. Um, so if you
1: would go ahead and read that for us, I would love it. Jesus then left the temple. As he walked away, his disciples pointed out how very impressed the temple architecture was. Jesus said, You're not impressed by all this sheer size, are you? The truth of the matter is that there's not a stone in that building that is not going to end up in a pile of rubble. Later, as he was sitting on Mount Olives, his disciples approached and asked him, Tell us, when are these things going to happen? What will be a sign of your coming? That the time is up. Jesus said, Watch out for doomsday deceivers. Many leaders are going to show up with forged identities claiming, I am Christ the Messiah. They will deceive a lot of people. When reports come in of wars and rumored wars, keep your head and don't panic. This is routine history. This is no sign of the end. Nation will fight nation, and ruler fight ruler over ruler, over and over again. Famine and earthquakes will occur in various places. This is nothing compared to what is coming. They are going to throw you into the wolves and kill you, everyone hating you because you carry my name. And then going from bad to worst, it will be dog eat dog, everyone at each other's throats, everyone hating each other. In the confusion, lying preachers will come forward and deceive a lot of people. For many others, the overwhelming spread of evil will do them in. Nothing left of their love but a mound of ashes. Staying with it, that's what God requires. Stay with it to the end. You won't be sorry, and you'll be saved. All during this time, the good news, the message of the kingdom, will be preached all over the world. A witness staked out in every country, and then the end will come. Thank you.
0: Um, I do like that version, after all. I'm not usually a huge fan of the message. It's very poetic, a lot of words. Um, But there was a lot in that that I thought just kind of stood out to me when you were reading it and then as I'm reading it in the NIV along with you. And I thought, boy, that actually does make a whole lot more sense. Mm Mm-hmm. So, thank you for sharing that in the message translation today. Um, So, as you prepared this week, what stood out to you about God in this
1: passage? Well, there was quite a bit, actually. Um, First of all, he's faithful. I mean, he says he's going to come back and he's going to save us. but. When you go in like verse 9 through 12, um, others will persecute persecute us because of our faith. Um, We will be hated by all nations because of our faith. So we can't go into this expecting everybody to like us and to be our friends. And we just have to stand on the firm truth of who God is and what he means to us instead of worrying about keeping up with everybody else. And today is sick and twisted world yeah um
0: i I always read these passages, and we kind of talked about this. I know that you again I know you've you've spent time in this end times kind of topic um, just because we've had conversations before about it, so I know you're you you think about it, you process it. does this type of passage does it scare you does it um, kind of ignite a spark of, you know, excitement, but not like excited about it. But yet, how do you feel about reading this passage, I guess? Like, would you rather just disregard it and not read it?
1: No, because it has to happen. You know, we keep thinking it can't get any worse than it is. Every generation seems to be saying that. Um, But it's going to get worse. And we have to remember the rock that we stand on. If we don't have our faith and we don't share our faith and we don't share the truth of what's going to happen, how many people are going to die because of that and not go to heaven? Um, No, it doesn't scare me. I almost, I welcome it, you know? Selfishly, I welcome the return of Christ.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think i found myself more in that, like, oh, come Lord Jesus. Like, part of me wants to get out of this, like crazy time, right? Mm-hmm. I just feel like the world is so backwards, upside down, all these things. It has been for a long time, but it seems so magnified. And I think part of that is our our ability to actually see it. Whereas, you know, 50, 60 years ago, they couldn't see it like we do every moment of every day. You know, you, you can find something that shows how broken the world is. Um, so I think because it's in our face all the time, part of me is like, just let come on, Jesus. Let's go. Let's you know it's got to be time. It's got to be time. Um, but then the other part of me is like, I don't know that I want to be here for that part. <laughs> I think maybe I just I'd want to go before then. Um, and so yeah, I just I tend to be somebody who likes to skip past this hard part of scripture. You know, like when you are reading that, you are going to be handed over and persecuted. And some even to death. like we know that happened with the disciples and the apostles, right? Um, and that part of it just
1: like it makes me a little uneasy, just to think. It's a little scary, if you think about it, but if you go back to the disciples, they had God with them and in him and in them, and I think God gives you the power and the strength that you need to get through it. It's, again, a dependent thing. We can't do it on our own, but we can do it with Him. Yeah. Yeah, and I
0: think that goes to what you were saying earlier. Like, um, God is faithful, Mm -hmm. and He will provide us everything that we need to endure the hard times, the persecution. Um, And that, yeah, we just got to tap into that, I guess, right? Like like the disciples did, just tap into the Holy Spirit in us, which we're told we have. Um, I don't know that we're always all that aware of it. Um, So maybe... Strengthening and bolstering that type of sense of the Holy Spirit being in us, I guess, makes us less afraid. You know, because it, it kind of almost calms me just thinking through that with you. Like, yeah, you're right. Like, we have the Holy Spirit, so why would we be afraid? And we're told this is going to happen, so it's not like we're unknowing. It's not a surprise. It's, it, it shouldn't be. Correct. I mean, the Bible tells us it's not. Um. So what did you, what do you find this says about people? And maybe we kind of touched on that a little bit, but was there something that stood out to you specifically, like the scripture says about people in general or uh, something about yourself that just kind of came
1: to light? I've got quite a few verses that jump out at me, but verse 14, but I'm going to do this out of the NIV. Mm -hmm. and this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations, and then the end will come. We have to be bold in our faith and share it, but it also gives me more hope when I see the whole world. Like, it's not just in my neighborhood. It's not just in my city. It's not just in the U.S. It's the whole world. So I take comfort in knowing that God is going to be faithful and share it, make sure that it's being shared in the whole world, not just right here in my backyard.
0: Yeah, sometimes it's hard for me to even kind of like fathom the whole world. You know, we live in such our little bubble, right? Like I don't see much outside of West Michigan even. Um, But to think that I mean, here Jesus is saying the gospel of the kingdom will be preached, not a question of if it will, if only I have enough, you know, workers to do the job. Um, it's a, like a guarantee. It's it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, it may take longer than what we think it should uh, to get throughout the whole world, but um, God's timing is always perfect, I guess, in that. So... If we're looking for a sign of the end times, you know, to me that's really more the indicator of is the gospel being preached throughout the whole world? Are there places where the gospel not reaching? Um, and then, yeah, what is our responsibility to that? But I think even just in our small world, you know, our, our little community, right? There's there's people that don't know, and I would think if someday they come to these type of times, like how unsettling that must be to not know the rock, the foundation, uh, the one who's going to sustain us through all of this hardship. You know, I just think for those people, like how unsettling these times must be even, you know, just to see things change so quickly, you know, like you just can't get your footing. Um, but as a Christian, we know, like we have a footing, we have a foundation, even though everything is crashing around us. Um, we still have that like strong foundation. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure like there's people in our community that are just unsettled and they have no foundation to to stand on, you know? So even just in our little world, we can we can bring the good news of God and Jesus to those situations. Um, so as we wrap up for the day, is there anything you would add to the end of this day that like, is there something that, after reading this, you can go forward in your day and say, this is one thing I could do or uh, one thing I could tell somebody. Um, yeah, just more
1: of a mission or a sharing. I think it's just being more intentional. Like when you see something that may be small, but it can still be an act of God and sharing it with somebody instead of being timid. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, just sharing.
0: Just actually doing it, right? Being Being, bold. Being bold, courageous, Mm -hmm. intentional. Um, And I think that is a good place to end is on verse 13. So just before um, the verse that you read, um, it says, But the one who stands firm to the end will be saved. So there's kind of our marching orders, right? Stand firm. Know what you believe. Share what you believe. But stand firm and just knowing that all of this is going to happen, but we um, know and trust and believe in the God who will save us from it. And we'll be saved in the end, you know. And let's be courageous and invite others to join us. Live it. Yeah. Well, thank you, Karen, for uh, making it through your first day of the podcast. Uh, I'm quite certain you will not walk out on me. You'll be back tomorrow. Um, So with that, we'll say, see you, everybody. Have a great day, and we'll be back tomorrow. Bye. Well, thank you for joining us today for the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast. We hope that today's conversation was helpful for you and encourages you in your daily walk with God.